0: The following program depicts scenes of murder and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Words appear sequentially. Crime Crusher. Featuring Donna Judd. On Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The Blind Perspective Network. Sponsored by VIP Tech. Author Donna Jodhan presents Episode Eleven The President's Christmas Motorcycle. President Marco Sumner and his sidekick, Nicholas Gleason, are on a special mission this year, and they are bound and determined to see this mission to the end despite certain health issues for them both. President Marco's eyesight is a cause for concern for the family, and Nicholas Gleason has broken his arm. Added to this, the president's wife is about to give birth. Christmas is here and things need to be done and problems need to be worked around before the show gets on the road. Find out how these two best friends deal with things as they happen, and how the families come together to help and support. The President's Christmas Motorcycle – a tale of fiction that includes the birth of a baby in the midst of mayhem and confusion. Written by Donna J. Jodhan
1: Hello, 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 and ho, ho, ho to everyone. I'm Detective DJ and I'm back with episode 11 in my Christmas special series, my box set series entitled the 12 days of Christmas. I hope that everyone is enjoying their holiday season thus far, shopping and baking and cooking and wrapping of gifts, shopping for toys and games for all little girls and boys, doing all kinds of things, going to parties, hosting parties, and normally doing the things you don't ever get to do during the year. It's a wonderful time of the year and trust me when I tell you that these are special times for friends and families to get together, communicate with each other, whether it be via email or by letter or by Skype or by phone or face to face which I think is the best way to do it but sometimes because we live across the miles from each other it's awfully difficult to do that. But anyway it's time for me to present you with the 11th episode of my box set entitled the 12 days of Christmas and the 11th episode is called the president's Christmas motorcycle. I hope you enjoy this as much as I have enjoyed recording it for you. So now it's time to jump aboard and welcome to episode 11. Before starting this episode, I'd just like to recap the previous 10 episodes and hopefully you've had time to purchase at least one of these. The first was entitled Santa's Super Secret. The second was entitled The President's Super Christmas Plane. The third was entitled Santa's Secret Toy Shop. Number four was entitled Santa's Secret Christmas Ring. Number five was entitled Santa's Super Christmas Party. Number six was entitled Santa's Secret Sleigh Ride. Number seven was entitled The President's Super Christmas Ship. Number eight was entitled Santa's Christmas Midnight Mission. Number nine was entitled The President's Super Christmas Car. Number 10 was entitled, Santa's Secret Suit. And now it's number 11, which is entitled again, The President's Christmas Motorcycle. President Marco's Christmas Confusion. There is never ever any shortage of stories to go around. Whenever it comes to Christmas time, at the Sumner and Gleason family homes. And this year is no different. President Marco Sumner, the head of a huge international toy conglomerate and his sidekick Nicholas Gleason, who is Marco's best friend, are known in many circles as the magicians. And why? because over the years, they have spent long and tireless hours creating and designing toys and games for children with disabilities and for giving to the less fortunate. In addition, they have carried out some very daring and exciting missions over the past few years. Thanks to their friend Josh Reisman, who is a very high profile reporter, and Chris Kringle, who is the chairman of the international famous Chris Kringle Christmas Foundation. The magicians have created and developed toys way beyond the imaginations and expectations of many. And it has been way beyond the expectations of their time, even putting them ahead of the likes of people such as Steve Jobs. But they have taken great pains to remain in the shadows of their fame, not wishing to steal anyone's thunder, and to keep on enjoying the true spirit of Christmas, this being to give to others. Kris Kringle has very powerful friends in high place, one of them being the famous Santa Claus. And from time to time, Santa Claus calls on Kris Kringle to help him out in tight spots. And this is where President Marco Sumner and his sidekick Nicholas Gleason are often pulled into action as Chris makes his request through his friend Josh Reisman. President Marco and Nicholas met several years ago at a very interesting time. It was Christmas time, and Marco had just lost his vision, and at that very time, a little boy called Nicholas Gleason, who himself was blind and living in England, had written to President Marco, asking him, him if he and his company could create more toys for blind children and for the less fortunate. Nicholas's letter had touched Marco, and the rest, as they say, is history. Marco invited Nicholas and his family to spend Christmas with him and his family in America. Marco had sent his president's plane to pick up Nicholas and his family, and the two had hit it off as soon as they had met. Then Marco had convinced the Gleasons to move to America, and a few months later Both families were living side by side. In due course, most of Marco's vision was restored and Nicholas was able to receive sight for the first time in his life. Now the two work side by side and shoulder to shoulder as they say, and Nicholas continues to design and develop braille systems and gadgets and he also teaches braille. Marco has learned braille and the two of them work together to continue their mission to help blind children and the less fortunate. Marco is now married and has a little son named Nicholas Marco and they affectionately call him Little Nick. And another one is on its way. And his wife Chelsea is expecting very soon. The baby is expected at any moment. It's a few weeks before Christmas, and the Sumners and Gleesons are crazy busy. But there are some unforeseen things that have come up. The expectation of a new baby to the Sumners is terrific news. But then the Sumners are worried as Marco's eyesight has begun to fail once more. And a few days ago, Nicholas broke his right arm while playing ice hockey. And these two things have managed to put a wrench in the middle of everything. But the families are coping well and everyone is pitching in and despite his failing eyesight and a stern warning from the doctor not to overdo things and work less, President Marco continues to work full tilt and Nicholas continues to struggle with his broken arm. Chelsea Sumner can't wait to give birth as she's anxious for the baby to be here. And the family has built a beautiful nursery for the baby. They do not know whether it is going to be a girl or a boy, so they have decorated the nursery in colors of yellow, blue, pink, and white. A yellow crib, blue curtains with blue and pink and white teddy bears, white furniture, blue carpet, and stuffed toys that are yellow, blue, and pink. Everything is ready and waiting for the baby's arrival. Marco has very mixed feelings on the one hand he can't wait to welcome his second child but on the other hand he's also extremely worried about his eyesight the doctors have told him that there may be a slight chance that he could lose it all but they are confident that they can restore his vision with a cornea transplant and Marco has convinced them to wait until after the baby is born to perform the transplant. As for Nicholas, nothing to be done but for his broken right arm to heal with time. And now Christmas is here once more and Marco and Nicholas at both secretly hoping that there will not be any other incident to add to the list, and that this Christmas would be somewhat of a quiet one, staying at home with their families. But fate always has a way at, of getting involved at the wrong time, and this time is no different as the Sumners and the Gleesons are at home on this particular day enjoying quiet times in their respective ways. Marco is helping little Nick to put a toy train together while his wife Chelsea relaxes on the sofa and Nicholas is at home with his parents and he is watching a Disney movie. In an hour or so the Sumners will be having Sunday dinner with their parents and the Gleasons will be joining them as this has been their custom for the past few years, a Sunday get-together between families. But it seems that on this day fate is in a bit of a hurry. Dinner is well on the way and everyone is just now sitting down. Little Nick is jabbering away about what he would like Santa to bring in for Christmas. Marco's parents and Nicholas's parents are hovering over the families, making sure that everyone gets served, and Marco has piled his plate high with food. Nicholas is having some difficulty eating, and Chelsea is helping him. Now everyone has been served, and the room is quiet, except for the scrapings of knives and forks, and little Nick in continuing to jabber and chatter. Chelsea tries to get him to eat, but today he is just too much more excited about the coming of Christmas, and nothing can stop him today. Then the semi-silence is broken by a knock at the back door, and there is a collective sigh from everyone, including little Nick. A special request for Marco and Nicholas and fate did not disappoint on this day. And as Marco and Nicholas mildly protested after they had led the man into the family room, another chapter of the magicians is about to begin. Marco and Nicholas are somewhat surprised to see this man on this day, as it is a Sunday and in the general scheme of things, he is not really known for paying house visits. But after hearing him out, they can surely understand. And seeing that he has come himself in person, instead of sending Josh Reisman, it sure puts things into perspectives from the magicians. Now it is time for Marco and Nicholas to lay out their concerns before they go any further. First, Marco's wife Chelsea is expecting any time soon. Second, Marco is having difficulty with his eyesight and the doctors have told him to take things easy. And thirdly, Nicholas has a broken arm. Marco and Nicholas put their case to Chris Kringle, and despite understanding their present dilemma, Chris pleads his case and promises to do everything that he can to help them. Chris promises to make sure that Chelsea gets the best of treatment when she is ready to give birth. He promises to find the best surgeon to help Marco and he promises to find assistance for Nicholas to help him with this request. Promises, promises, promises. But Marco does not need these types of assurances because he is more than able to find the best of doctors for Chelsea and himself and help for Nicholas. Throughout the night, Marco and Nicholas engage in heavy discussions with Chris Kringle. But in the end, Kris Kringle, as always, gets his way. Marco and Nicholas will help him, and they have vowed to him themselves and to each other that, come what may, they will fulfill this request and help to make someone else's dream come true. As always, time is very short and there is a lot to do before the mission takes place. Marco visits his doctor and the two work out a plan so that his eyes are not too heavily taxed before surgery. Nicholas goes to work to find ways and means to develop devices and gadgets to make sure of this. For after all he has become a guru at developing gadgets and devices for blind and vision impaired persons. Extra staff are hired to help Nicholas and Chelsea prays harder that the baby will come soon, at least before Marco and Nicholas leave on their mission. Marco and Nicholas have to sign the usual non disclosure agreements with Chris Kringle. And this time, the staff are asked to do the same. And in addition, Chris Kringle insists that all staff along with the two magicians are placed under heavy guard so that no one can garner any secrets from them while this mission is being prepared and chris provides his own guards to ensure top secrecy marco and nicholas are really doing their best to get in the spirit Yes, they understand the enormity of the request. Yes, they really want to help Chris Kringle. Yes, they sure understand why security needs to be so tight. But no, they are not very happy about all of this. Not at all. They have both confided to each other and to their families that they will be happy when this is all over. Marco and Nicholas are putting in very very long hours and it is starting to tell on them. Marco's eyesight continues to fade slowly and Nicholas continues to experience difficulty with his broken arm while Chelsea hurries about the upcoming birth. Marco and Nicholas are told that they need to be extra careful with their movements and that they need to have a guard with them at all times. And this does not go down very well with the magicians, in particular, Nicholas, who begins to become irritable because he has difficulty or is having difficulty getting his work done and it is up to Marco to keep his young prodigy on track and as they say it is not always possible to keep someone under guard 24 hours a day and now Marco and Nicholas are about to find this out You see, there is someone who wants to stop this mission from taking place because they're just simply mean and nasty. Drama for the sidekicks. As they say, when it rains, it pours. But for these two friends, they soon find themselves staving off a series of dramas. Christmas is now just one week away, and Marco and Nicholas are finally beginning to see a tiny light at the end of Tunnel. It is a small light, but nevertheless, it is a light. And on this evening, these two buddies decide to slip out for a quick Christmas drink. And as Marco has been told by his doctors not to drive his flashy Mercedes, he and Nicholas decide to hail a cab. Good move, but wrong move. And as they get into the cab and tell the driver where they wish to go, the trauma begins. The cab turns down a familiar street and races to the corner but instead of turning right, it turns left. Marco notices and tells the cab driver so, but the cab driver in turn mutters something and keeps driving on. But then the magicians notice that the driver is taking them somewhere very unfamiliar, and soon they begin to panic. And as Marco starts to protest, his cell phone begins to ring, and at the same time, Nicholas's iPhone begins to vibrate. The cab driver reaches back and tries to grab Marco's phone, but he does not know that Nicholas's iPhone has vibrated and Nicholas sticks his earbuds in his ear so as to hear the voice over. The cab driver manages to knock Marcos's phone out of his hands, but Nicholas manages to read and listen to his text message. It's Chelsea and she has gone into labor. Nicholas's mom sends this text message to her son and tells him to meet them at the hospital. And now the drama begins to unfold. Nicholas begins to shout at the cab driver to stop and take them to the hospital. While Marco tries to reason with the cab driver, the shouting and pleading go on for two long minutes. And then Nicholas has an idea. While Marco pleads, he manages to send a text message back to Chris Kringle telling him that they are in trouble. They have been kidnapped and he manages to use his GPS app to give his position. The cab driver has his instructions But he has not been told that he has just kidnapped the two famous Christmas magicians. And soon enough, he begins to panic. He has heard so much about these two famous men, and now he is really nervous. At first, when Marco discloses their identities, he does not believe them but soon enough he is convinced after Marco shows him pictures of his family and Nicholas tells him that Chelsea has just gone into labor. The cab driver starts to turn his cab in the direction of the hospital and as he does so he hears sirens approaching and soon enough he sees lights, flashing lights, approaching. He sees them in his rear view mirror, and the cops are on his tail. A cab driver stops his cab in the middle of the road as oncoming traffic zooms by. Marco tells him to pull over to the side, and he does so. Soon, the cops are at the driver's side of the cab, and the driver has put up his hands in surrender. Marco tells the cops that it was all a misunderstanding and now he and Nicholas need to get to the hospital as soon as possible and the cops drive Marco and Nicholas to the hospital and upon their arrival their families are waiting for them. Chelsea's doctor comes out to meet the excited group and he takes Marco upstairs to the delivery room, leaving the others to wait for news. And they do not have very long to wait. Marco has big news for them. Marco and Chelsea have been keeping a secret of their very own for the last few months and only Marco's mom has been in on it. Now it is time to reveal the big news. Chelsea has just given birth to twins, and whereas the nursery has been decorated with colors that would suit both a girl and a boy, Marco and Chelsea had deliberately requested this because they have known for some time now that Chelsea was having twins, a girl and a boy. The group is stunned for a few seconds and it is Nicholas who breaks the silence by saying, never thought you had it in you. And soon there is rejoicing and laughing and crying and the proud papa goes around hugging everybody, starting with Nicholas. Now Chelsea needs to rest, and the families will be allowed to see the newborns in the morning. Scott Galen and Shay Dana have arrived, and the doctors have told the happy couple that Chelsea will have to remain in hospital for a few days, and Marco has told Kris Kringle that he will not leave until his wife is safely home. Chris Kringle understands, and now the drama is over for now. But there is one more big hurdle to cross before the mission gets on the way, and it is December the 21st. The mission was supposed to have left on the President's Super Christmas plane about a day ago, but with time running out, and with the President's Super Christmas ship not an option, Kris Kringle has to hire special slaves and camouflage them so that no one can recognize them and try to board this very important mission. Marco is sad to leave his wife and twins and little Nick begins to cry when he sees his dad leaving and Nicholas begs for him to come along. Marco is hesitant but he finally gives in and little Nick joins the team. The slaves are brought to a secret location And some are loaded with the toys that Marco and Nicholas have invented. Others are loaded with lots of clothes and Christmas goodies. And there is the one main sleigh that contains the special gift for someone special. Now it is time for takeoff and all is ready. Travel to the of the world. This time Marco and Nicholas know exactly where they're headed to, and to ensure that they get there safely and on time, Chris Kringle has managed to get his friend Santa Claus and his favorite reindeer Rudolph to drive the sleigh, and Santa's other reindeer have also come along to help drive the other sleighs and there are some other secret folks along for the ride and marco and nicholas are as yet unaware of their presence it's going to be a very tight schedule for the reindeer but they have volunteered to help out and santa claus has agreed Rudolph and his gang are always willing to help, and this is no different. A good reason for a good cause, so to speak. The sleighs form a V, and Marco's sleigh takes the lead with Rudolph at the wheel. The forecasters are calling for good weather, but there is a possibility of a storm or two along the way. And now they're up, up and away, and soon they have gained altitude. The stars are bright and the moon is out, and the Christmas wind is fresh and cool. There is a sweet fragrance in the air. Little Nick is seated in his dad's lap, holding tightly to Marco's hands and Nicholas is sitting next to them. Little Nick is beside himself with excitement. And Marco and Nicholas remember the night so many years ago when another little boy, not much older than little Nick had sat in the president's super Christmas plane so excited about everything around him. That was Nicholas on his first trip aboard the President's Super Christmas Plane. So far, so good. The sleighs are doing good. Good time as they travel. And Rudolph allows Marco and Nicholas to take turns sitting up front with him. From time to time, the other reindeer take turns helping Rudolph to drive so that he can rest and Little Nick is especially fascinated at how precise the reindeer are with managing the driving of the sleighs. The sleighs are in fact traveling at breakneck speeds much faster than any plane could ever travel and on the way, they meet many interesting folks. First, they travel through very cold and frigid air, passing Canadian snow geese along the way, and they exchange greetings with the geese. Then they greet a flock of winter birds and exchange greetings with them telling them that they are on their way to carry out a very special mission. The winter birds clock with glee and continue on their way. Then they start to fly over pine forests and Rudolph takes the sleigh down far enough so that his passengers can see how beautiful the trees look with their branches all covered in icicles. The other sleighs follow suit so as to keep in sync with Rudolph. Then the sleighs are crossing over frozen lakes, and Rudolph provides Marco and Nicholas with special powerful night glasses so that they can see more clearly below them. And he also has a special pair of night goggles for little nick they can see ice fishers on the lake and ice skaters skating on frozen ponds then they see beavers crossing frozen rivers bears and seals frolicking on open ice wolves walking in the woods and huge oil tankers lined up on the frozen seaways but soon again the scene changes and little nick lets out a loud whoop. the sleighs are now crossing over large cities with lots of lights streets crowded with pedestrians and cars motorcycles and buses trucks and trailers then they see bridges covered in snow. Busy highways with practically thousands of vehicles moving along very slowly. And airports with workers de-icing to aircrafts. And little Nick begins to wave at everything in sight. But he does not know that far down below none of the folks are aware of them passing over. Then come the very tall snow-capped mountains and there is something new to walk over for the passengers but before they can complete their mountain crossing they are caught in a snowstorm and it is time to batten down the hatches. Rudolph picks up his microphone and causes the other sleigh drivers to move in closer, telling them to form a square formation. Then he tells them to make sure that everything on board their sleighs are securely fastened down. Finally, he tells them to make sure that their overheads covers are securely on and one by one the reindeer drivers confirm their instructions. Little Nick begins to be a bit scared but soon Marco is able to calm him down and the little boy soon falls asleep in his father's arms. Then the sleighs are traveling more closely using their powerful GPS units to guide them along Under Rudolph's expertise, the storm is a wicked one with very high winds and snow pelting down on the sleighs. Rudolph is in constant touch with each sleigh driver to ensure that he does not lose anyone. And at times the sleigh radios crackle with static making it difficult to listen and respond. But Nicholas brings out his special GPS device and helps Rudolph to keep the sleighs together. And Rudolph marvels at Nicholas's special, powerful little braille devices and the voice apps. Then the storm is behind them and The slaves resume their v format with Rudolph in the lead and now they're crossing over miles and miles of open sea and Marco and Nicholas see lots of ships and boats of varying sizes. Rudolph sends greetings to several of them and they return his greeting. He identifies himself as Santa's sleighmobile, and they acknowledge his parents. But before they can confirm who he really is, Rudolph is long gone. Then Marco and Nicholas are greeted by seagulls and other seabirds and everyone exchanges greetings. Then there are doves, parrots, ducks and then Dolphins and other fish are rising out of the sea to greet the sleighs as they pass by. And Marco and Nicholas are totally blown away. Soon they are travelling over beautiful beaches with beautiful golden sand, palm trees and sea bathers. Then they are treated to the most beautiful view of the sea with the deepest of blue shades. And Rudolph informs his passengers that they will soon be landing. And it is here that he allows Marco and Nicholas to phone their families to let them know that they have reached their destination. They will not be able to communicate with their families for a while after this all is well at home. Chelsea and the twins are fine and Nicholas's parents are happy to hear from him. Now it is time to land. Seat belts are fastened and the sleighs are down for the final run on the sandy beach. The Little Village of Crystal Cove Crystal Cove is located at the very tip of the world, and not many people know of its existence. But about 50,000 people call it home, and it is probably one of the most beautiful spots in the world, with calm blue waters surrounding its beaches of golden sand flowers of all types and fragrances, lush palm trees, and birds and butterflies of all colors and sizes. You may be asking what more does this tiny village need? And with sunny weather with all year round and with the occasional storm, would there be something else missing? Indeed, there was something else missing. It is only by pure chance that this tiny village was recently discovered by the Chris Gringle Christmas Foundation, brought to the notice of Santa Claus and his gang, and it was decided that something had to be done. In short, the folks of Crystal Cove have never had a Christmas. And now, this is about to change. Yes, the folks of Crystal Cove are very happy, Paul. But nothing is complete without celebrating Christmas. And there are some very special Crystal Cove children that Chris Kringle and friends would like to meet and greet. The folks of Crystal Cove, however, are very poor, with very little clothes, no toys, and modern technology almost non-existent. They get by on whatever fruits and vegetables that they can grow for themselves, and they are hardworking and always looking for ways to improve their lives. They are happy and go lucky and love parties. Now it is time to bring Christmas to them. And Santa Claus and his gang are bound and determined. And so too are Marco and Nicholas. (coughs) There are always some folks in this world who try to stop others from being happy at Christmas time. And there are some folks out there who almost manage to stop it when they had sent the cab driver to kidnap Marco and Nicholas and has failed but now it is time to complete this Christmas mission for Crystal Cove. The folks of Crystal Cove have no idea what is about to take place and Kris Kringle supervises the unloading of the sleighs while the reindeer set things up and Marco and Nicholas get their special toys ready for action. And even little Nick, who is now awakened, gets into the action and he helps the reindeer. And while work proceeds at a furious pace, unseen persons watch and smile from they're hiding places in one of the sleighs. Work is proceeding well, but there is so much to do, and if schedules are to be met, then everyone needs to hurry. But then, as they say, fate is about to liven things up, and one of Nicholas's special devices starts to ping very loudly. At first, Nicholas ignores it, but the consistent pinging finally catches his attention, and when he sees which device is pinging, he straightens up in a hurry. A race against time. And now it is time to spring into action, as they say, Nicholas is pinging weather devices are telling him that a storm is fast approaching, and now they really need to hurry if they have any hope of saving their sleighs and everything else. He begins to shout, and soon everyone is hurrying. Everyone is working furiously and watching with growing concern as the sea, which was so calm and so placid just a few minutes ago, is now beginning to turn very rough. And the waves are beginning to grow bigger and roar louder. And soon enough, the winds are beginning to howl and the waves are coming further up the beach. Marco and Nicholas observe the trees swing lustily in the blowing wind, and they see large flocks of birds drifting inland towards the tall palm trees. Then the skies begin to grow darker by the minute, and soon huge sheets of lightning begin to light up the skies, followed by loud bolts of thunder. Chris Grindle urges everyone to hurry, and they are told to repack back the sleighs and drive them into the fields across from the beach. And as the heavy rains fall upon them, and as the crashing waves roll across the beach, and as thunder rolls and as lightning flashes, Chris, Marco, and Nicholas hurry along with the others to bring their sleighs to safety. Little Nick is scared and begins to cry, but Rudolph keeps him distracted by putting him into the lead sleigh and putting on a video game for him to keep him busy. And it works! And then the sleighs are re-packed and everyone is safely aboard. Now it is time to ra- wait out the storm. will makes sure that the slaves remain undiscovered by using a special device that makes them invisible to others. And while they wait, some take the opportunity to take naps, while others read and others chat among themselves and at around noon, Rudolph goes to work to cook the entire gang a sumptuous meal, and others join in to help him. The storm lasts longer than expected and starts to abate by early evening, and it has left lots of debris on the beach, but nothing is going to dampen the spirits of Chris Greenville And everyone else and as they remain hidden in their sleighs they watch as the folks of Crystal Cove come out to clean up damage from the storm and now it is nighttime once more and the skies are clear and the seas are calm and it's time to get to work for Chris and his Christmas gang Time to deliver what they came to deliver, and time to start a new tradition. And as a warm breeze blows in from the sea, and as the crickets begin to chirp, and as the moon rises, and as the stars slowly begin to come out, Marco and Nicholas and the others work under the cover of secrecy to unload the sleeves once more and to get things ready for a Christmas celebration at Crystal Cove. The Santa Claus Parade December 23rd dawns with a lovely sunrise and at precisely at around 7 a.m As most of Crystal Cove's folks are just now getting ready to go to work, something is about to happen. And lo and behold, Marco and Nicholas did not expect this one. For as they prepare to join the parade, they stare in disbelief at what is happening at the head of the parade and as they would later reflect, there is never a dull moment when it comes to Chris Kringle. The parade is headed by none other than Santa Claus himself, all decked out in his customary red suit, but with a twist. The red suit is a tropical suit And Santa is dressed in red shorts, a red t-shirt, and a red cap with a white visor. He is wearing red sandals with no socks. Gosh, he looks so different, but it is him for sure with his big belly and snow white beard. And there is Mrs. Claus beside him, all dressed up in a lovely red dress. And that's not the end of it. Santa's brother, Sandy Claus, who we met in the president's super Christmas car, is also here. And then Santa's cousin, Santa Stoyan and Santa Stefan, who we met in Santa's super Christmas party. They're also here. And the Claus family is kicking off this very special parade. Marco and Nicholas join the parade and soon the folks of Crystal Cove are coming out to see it all. They are naturally in shell shop, but soon they are smiling and saying, and then everything goes into high gear. The classes are seated in open trucks, and they are followed by Santa's elves driving mini vehicles, trucks, cars, and jeeps, boats, ships, planes, and helicopters. Then there floats men. By some of Santa's helpless helpers, and Rudolph and his reindeer, and these seem to be the highlight of the parade. There are clowns and balloon boys, Disney characters, and other cartoon characters such as Cinderella, The Little Mermaid, Hansel and Gretel, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Mother Goose, Merlin, Mulan, Batman and Robin, Robin Hood and his Merry Men, also Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, and even Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, and Daisy Duck. And lots more, kings and queens, princes and princesses, and so much more. There are sand castles and doll houses, little houses and mini malls, and then acrobats doing somersaults in midair, and trapeze walking on and swimming, suspended from wires up in the air. Then come the marching bands, and it is brought up in their rear by Marco and Nicholas and Chris Kringle driving those special little motorcycles that they have brought for some very special children. And even little Nick is driving his very own little motorcycle. They are for those children who are unable to, to drive. For those children with special needs. Santa is punctuating the air with his traditional ho, ho, ho. And the elves, the helpers and the reindeer are singing carols. And they are throwing confetti over the growing crowds. At first the folks of Crystal Cove are hesitant to come out and watch the parade. But soon their curiosity overcomes them and they begin to crowd along the sidewalks. The children begin to join in the parade, and Santa Claus and his family start to hand out presents. Toys, clothes, and lots and lots of food parcels and Christmas goodies. Crystal Cove is rocking and growing. And the folks of Crystal Cove cannot believe what is happening. Everyone is waving, singing and laughing and rejoicing. And the day-long party goes on for hours. And at dusk, as everyone is now tired and ready for bed, it starts to simmer down just a bit. But the night has only now just begun for Santa and his team. Miles to go and promises to keep. Santa Claus and his team are dead tired, but there are just a few more things for them to do before they leave. They hand out those special president's motorcycles to those special children with special needs. Motorcycles for those with no limbs. Motorcycles for those in wheelchairs. And motorcycles for those who are unable to see. And these have all been created at the hands of Marco and Nicholas, the world's famous magicians. Santa's team, including Marco, Nicholas, and Chris Kringle spend all night installing the latest and greatest technology throughout Crystal Cove. And by morning, the tiny little village has been transformed into a modern day seaside village. And now they can keep in touch with the rest of the world. Soon, the rest of the world will start to learn more about Crystal Cove. Santa and Mrs. Claus climb aboard their sleigh, and with a final wave, they are off to their home in the North Pole, not before Santa has given little Nick a very special present, his very own mini-yacht. Then Sandy Claus is next to leave, followed by Santa Stefan and Santa Stoyan in their respective sleeves. Then it is time for Marco, Nicholas, and little Nick to leave. And little Nick is sad. And little Nick begins to cry and Rudolph and the other reindeer are going to drive them home. Finally, Kris Kringle climbs into his own sleigh with others, and then everyone is off, each going their separate way to their respective homes. It is Christmas Eve, and everyone has made it home in time for Christmas and it is a very tired Marco who and Nicholas who arrive at their home safe and sound. Little Nick is sound asleep in Marco's arms as he rings the doorbell to his home, and it is a smiling Chelsea who greets him at the door. The twins are asleep, and after putting little Nick to bed, Marco sneaks into the nursery to take a quick peek at his baby twins, and then he too goes to bed. Nicholas is already in bed and snoring loudly by the time Marco does the same. All's well that ends well. I'm Detective DJ and this is the end of Episode 11. And i hope that you enjoyed it as much as i've enjoyed bringing it to you the president's christmas motorcycle is episode 11 and now there's just one more episode to go for me to complete my 12 days of christmas box set i hope you enjoyed it and again i'd like to wish each and every one a very very merry christmas Compliments of the season, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Buen Natale, Joye Norel, Feliz Navidad, everything good for everyone, and a toast for the new year. I'll be back with my final episode, episode 12, but in the meantime, you guys take care and ho, ho, ho.
0: This has been Crime Crushers on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The Blind Perspective Network Catch Crime Crushers every Wednesdays On Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway?
1: Sponsored by VIP Tech.